We'll go ahead and turn in your notes to page forty-one. Father, we thank you in the name of the Lord Jesus. For the word of God. For insight into your heart and your plans. So that we can participate with you at the deepest level. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, just to touch us now in a fresh way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Tonight, I, today, I want to talk about what I call God's grand family plan. From before Genesis chapter one, before the creation of the world, the Father had a plan that He was going to bring the human race into a deep family relationship. And in Romans chapter 11, Paul gives an overview of five essential parts of this grand family plan. It has to do with how Gentiles relate to Israel under the Lord's leadership. I'm guessing about 90% of the Gentile believers in the earth are unaware of the relationship that the church has with Israel and the end time harvest. As the Gentile believers touch Israel, it affects the end time harvest and the end time revival in a very dramatic way. And many sincere believers are not aware of that at all. But I believe that in these coming days, the Lord is going to reveal this even to a billion Gentiles. And it's going to make an impact on the world harvest. I believe that as believers in this geographic area participate with God's purpose for Israel, it will cause an increase of revival even in this geographic area. And upon your families. Your ministries, your businesses. Now that's a, a, a big statement, but I believe it's a very true one that the New Testament makes clear. Paragraph A. Paul felt urgency that the body of Christ needed to understand God's plan for Israel. And I want to point out four verses in Romans chapter 11. If you grasp 
these four verses. 若是你能够掌握这四节经文 ，you will have an overview of God's grand plan for Israel and the nations. 你就会对于神对以色列这样的一个计划，你有有一个了解。Now Romans 11 is 36 verses, but these four are the critical ones to get the broad strokes understanding. Romans 11:36, but if you understand these four verses, you have a broad picture. Verse 25 and 26. And verse 11 and 12. Then verse 11 and 12. If you get these four verses, you will capture the big plan. You will capture the big plan. And I say that so that you, in your mind, you conclude, "Hey, I can do that." I can learn these four verses. I can I can learn these four verses. 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 Nobody would have guessed. In, not even one of these five parts of this plan. Many people don't have any chance, even if they knew each part. Let's read verse twenty-five and twenty-six. Let's read verse twenty-five and twenty-six. Paul said, "I do not desire that you would be ignorant of the great mystery." Paul said, "Brothers, I do not desire that you would be ignorant of the great mystery." He's talking to the Gentile believers in the city of Rome. He says, "You're unaware of the relationship that you have to Israel, and I don't want you unaware of this anymore." He says, "You're unaware of the relationship that you have to Israel, and I don't want you unaware of this anymore." But that spiritual blindness is temporary. 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 They were not aware there was such a thing called the fullness of the Gentiles. 而且他们不知道什么叫做外邦人的数目填满了。This is a surprise to everyone that God has this on His plan. 很多人都惊讶，并不知道神原来心中有这样的一个计划。And then when the fullness of the Gentiles come in, verse twenty-six, then all of Israel gets saved as a result of that. 当外邦人数填满的时候，第二十六节，以色列全家都要得救。Then we go down to verse eleven and twelve to look at two more verses. 然后我们再看十一、十二节。He says the Lord is going to provoke Israel to jealousy through Gentiles. 神要借着外邦人激动以色列人发愤嫉妒。This was another very unusual surprise in God's salvation purposes. 这是非常一个奇特的一个惊令人惊讶的，在神的计划里面。That he was going to provoke Israel to become jealous to know the God of Israel through Gentiles who know the God of Israel. 借着外邦人要激动以色列人发愤，使他们想要寻求救恩。But it's all going to work. Verse twelve. Eventually, 第十二节最后 Israel will come to fullness as well. 那以色列人最后也会丰满 So each of these phrases has many implications to it. 即使每一句话有好多的运用 And I just want to take a few minutes on each one of these phrases. 
It's not just so that we have biblical knowledge. But I believe that revival for this city, our nation, and this generation is dynamically connected to this plan in Romans 11. First, he, in verse 25, he said, I don't want you unaware of this great mystery. What's the mystery? Well, there's five aspects to this mystery, but what's the grand mystery? Paragraph B. It's that God is going to cause Jews and Gentiles to become dynamically connected to one another. He has a plan over thousands of years that's going to make Gentiles grateful for Jews and Jews grateful for Gentiles. Because the greatest hostility in history has been hostility between Jews and Gentiles. When you think Gentiles, really specific, think Jews and Arabs in the Middle East. But Gentiles are as the, all the nations of the world. The Lord says, watch my mysterious plan unfold. Former Muslims are going to have deep gratitude for Israel and Israel will have deep love and gratitude to these former Muslims. And I will do this strategically without violating anyone's free will. I'm going to lead history in such a way that people in this age actually come to that understanding themselves. Billions of people are going to see this and they're going to respond with their heart in a full way. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 3 God made known to Paul the Apostle the great mystery. And the mystery is that Jews and Gentiles would be deeply connected to one another in, in the spirit. Now this has never happened through history. Again, the Jews and Gentiles have been in hostility for 4,000 years since Abraham 4,000 years ago. But Paul said God wants everyone to understand that he wants them all to see the fellowship of this mystery. Well, through 2,000 years of church history, probably 95% of all the Gentiles throughout church history, they've not understood this mystery. They've not been interested in this. They've almost completely missed it. But God's going to do something in the generation the Lord returns where He's going to reverse this dynamically, suddenly on a global level. 
Now, when you read Ephesians three, you think oh, that doesn't seem that big a deal. 当你浅读以弗所书第三章，你好像看不出这个极大的奥秘。It's easy to miss the grandeur and the splendor of what Paul just said in Ephesians three. 你很容易错失保罗在以弗所三章所讲的这么极大深奥的奥奥秘。Well, if you use the words of Jesus, then you can understand what Paul was talking about in Ephesians three. 若是你把耶稣这个名词，呃。加在这以弗所书第三章，也许你就会看得比较明白。In John 17, verse 22 and 23， 在约翰福音十七章二十二到二十三节 ，He's talking about Jews and Gentiles coming into supernatural unity together。他就是讲到外邦人跟犹太人要超自然的合而为一。And the world harvest, the great end of the age global harvest, is connected to this reality happening。而事实上，末世的灵魂的大收割跟这一节合一有关。Can you imagine former Muslims and Jews loving each other like the Father loves the Son? You can imagine, ma, 以前的伊斯兰教徒变成基督徒，跟犹太人这样的合一，就是像父爱子一样。Well, it's not just former Muslims and Jews; it's all the Gentile believers across the earth. 还不止阿拉伯人，就包括所有的外邦人跟犹太人这样的相爱合而为一。In paragraph C, 我们看 C 这一段 Jesus made a very surprising statement to the leaders of Jerusalem. 耶稣对耶路撒冷领袖讲了一个非常惊人的言论 I believe this really surprised the apostles too. 我觉得这个也让使徒吃惊 I don't think anybody understood what he meant when he said this. 当耶稣说这个话的时候，我我我想很多大部分都不明白 In Matthew twenty-three, verse thirty-seven. He goes, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. He says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. You're not going to see me again. You 们不得再见我 Until you say with your mouth, 直到你们用口来说 Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 奉主名来的是应当称颂的 Now you could read that verse and say, Okay, what's the big point here? 你可以读过这段说哦，那有什么了不起呢 ？This is really a big point. 但是这是个很大的重点。He's talking to the Sanhedrin, to the government officials of the land of the nation of Israel. 他的跟当初犹太人的那个领袖就是撒都该人来讲。He's telling them this on Tuesday, and they have planned to kill him, and they kill him on Friday. 耶稣讲这句话是在星期二，而他们计划要杀耶稣是在星期五。He said, "You're not going to see me again." He's talking about the second coming two thousand years later. Jesus is saying, two thousand years later, he will come. Nobody knows there's going to be a second coming besides Jesus. In that time, outside Jesus, no one knows that Jesus will come again. The apostles are right there with him. They're probably thinking, "What's he talking about?" He says, "Government leaders of Israel, you will not see me." Until you say with your mouth, 直到你用口来说 that Jesus of Nazareth is the Messiah, fully God and fully man. 就是拿撒勒人耶稣，你是完全的神，你是完全的人。That's what the phrase means. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 这就是奉主的名来是应当称颂的意思。Because that was a very famous verse. To everyone in Israel knew that verse. 这是非常有名的话，以色列全国都知道这句话。Psalm 118. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 就是奉主名来的。Everybody knew what 
that meant. That meant they would call him the Messiah, because that's what that's talking about in Psalm 118. And the Sanhedrin thought, we will never say you're the Psalm 118 Messiah. Never will we say that. And Jesus says, I'm not coming back to the earth to the governmental leaders in the land of Israel say I'm the Psalm 118 Messiah. A few months later, Peter reiterates this same truth. He's talking to the people in Jerusalem. He said, Oh, people of Jerusalem. Repent and be converted. That your sins may be blotted out. Now he's talking in Jerusalem to Jews who live in Jerusalem. He goes, and when when you repent and your sins are blotted out, then God the Father will send Jesus back to the earth. Because verse 21, heaven is going to keep Jesus up there until Jerusalem says Jesus is the Messiah. And when the leaders of Jerusalem say this, I'm that Jesus will enter into the city he will deliver them and that all of the Old Testament prophets, prophecies are going to come to pass it's called the times of restoration so what God has done as he has connected Israel's national repentance and Israel's confession that Jesus is Messiah, God has connected that to the second coming of Christ and the great harvest at the end of the age. Now, when you get familiar with these verses, it's really clear that's what, what the Lord is saying. Well, 2,000 years have gone by. And the Gentiles across the earth mostly are not even aware of this. And Israel's not even close to saying Jesus is Messiah. Matter of fact, many of them are wanting to make uh, new laws that will punish anybody who converts somebody to Jesus. It looks desperate. It looks dark after 2,000 years. It's not looking like it's going forward. In any big way. The Knesset, which is the uh, government of Israel, there's no no thought they're about to say Jesus is the Messiah. There might be one or two secret believers there. We don't know. I don't know. But they're all going to say it before Jesus returns. And that's connected to the great end time harvest as well. Like where is this going? 
And why for 2,000 years has this kind of not seemed to go forward very fast? Roman numeral 2. I just want to give you the real brief uh, overview of these five uh, aspects of God's plan. Every one of these five parts are, are surprising. Nobody would have guessed any one of these five things. First, he tells them the mystery that Israel will have spiritual blindness and hardness of heart, and it will last for a long time. Israel was thinking, we're not spiritually blind. We know the Bible. We got it memorized, much of it. We love the God of Israel. We're not spiritually blind. They were totally unaware of it. And the Gentiles uh, in the book of Acts, they were not aware that Israel had spiritual blindness on them either. We'll, we'll uh, describe this a little bit more in a couple of moments. Part two. There's going to be a time, it's yet future, that the Bible describes as the fullness of the Gentiles. This has not happened yet. But it will happen before Jesus returns at the second coming. Something very glorious is going to happen to Gentile believers across the earth called the fullness of the Gentiles. It's the greatest revival far beyond the book of Acts. And I believe that over a billion uh, uh, unbelievers will come to the Lord in the time of this fullness of the Gentiles. I think this is not so many years down the road. We're getting close to this season. It's a very short season. It lasts for 42 months for three and a half years. I think it's going to happen in the lifetime of people that are alive right now on the earth. This is really good news for the church. But of course, most of the church is not even aware there is such a thing called the fullness of the Gentiles. And my point isn't to keep emphasizing that the church is not aware of this. I'm not trying to be mean or negative. I'm just saying is that 95% of the, of the billion believers on the earth are unaware, but this is going to change suddenly, and it's going to change in our, in our lifetime. So if what I'm saying is true, and it is, <laughs> then you say, okay, I don't even know much about this. But I don't know if that guy's saying it right, but I'm going to figure this one out. Good. 
That's what I wanted to do was to spark your attention. This is massive and almost nobody in the earth even knows about it. Thousands do, but billions don't. Part number three. God is going to cause the salvation of Israel to happen when Gentiles make them jealous. What a strange plan. The father thought of this before Genesis chapter 1. He's going to make unbelieving unbelieving Jews jealous to know the God of Israel in the way that the great revival among the Gentiles, how they know the God of Israel. So God's going to reveal the God of Israel to unbelieving Jews through Gentiles. So Gentiles, we've got a big role ahead of us. Because Jesus isn't coming back till this happens. But I'm not nervous about this at all. I'm not thinking, hey, we got to get with it. The Lord says, I've got this one covered. I'm going to do some surprising things to make this happen. I just want us to be aware of it so we're cooperating when the wind of the Spirit begins to blow in this direction. Part number four. All of Israel is going to become born again and, and lovers of Jesus. Now nobody was expecting this. Jews are not expecting it and neither are the Gentiles. Israel will be the first nation where 100% of its people are born again uh, believers that worship Jesus. Nothing like this has ever happened to a nation, but it's going to happen in the days to come as Gentiles touch Israel. Part number part five. Then Israel's going to come to fullness. So that's going to be in the millennial kingdom. And the glory of God is going to fill the earth when Israel comes to fullness. And God is going to have what I call an international family of affection. All the believers, Jews and Gentiles, will be deeply connected to one another in love and humility. So these five po- these five parts of the plan. It's important that forerunners with mess with the forerunner message understand these five parts. I don't mean you have to be experts on it, but you have to have the general understanding of these five things. I have a joke in Kansas City. 
kind of not a joke, but it is kind of a joke. I talk to our leaders even publicly like this. I say, Stuart, tell me the five parts of Romans chapter 11. We've talked about it so many times, they can do it. I say, we've got to understand these five if we're going to impart it to the next generation. And so when I come next year, if I come, if I end up coming next year, I'm warning Steve right now. I'm going to say, tell me those five parts. One year to learn those five sentences. If I was Martina, I would do it next week on him. Surprise him. Sneak up on him. No, my point is seriously. We need to know these five parts of God's grand plan. Again, not to be experts and know every detail, but at least know the broad strokes. Let's look at each one of them just for a couple moments. Part one. Israel's spiritual blindness. They've had this now for 2,000 years. That's in verse 25. Now it's a temporary thing, meaning it only lasts 2,000 years and then it's gone, then it's over forever. But the spiritual blindness of Israel or, or their hardness of heart, meaning they don't understand who Jesus is, this spiritual blindness they means they don't see that Jesus is God and he is their Messiah. This spiritual blindness includes they don't see their hostility to the God of Israel. They think they love the God of Israel, but they don't. Jesus made them very mad when he said, you do not love my father. You don't know him. They killed him for saying that. They are completely unaware of their hostility towards God from God's point of view. And part of Israel's spiritual blindness. They can't imagine God has chosen pagan Gentiles to advance the kingdom for 2,000 years of the church history. If you would have gone back to the leaders of, of, uh, of uh, the Sanhedrin in Jesus' day, said, hey, you know, for the next 2,000 years, God's going to use Gentiles to proclaim the kingdom of God and the Jewish Messiah. God's going to use them to wake you up so that you love the God of Israel. They would have said, you are absolutely crazy if you think that's going to happen. These are aspects of, of Israel's spiritual blindness. But here's another problem with Israel's spiritual blindness. Well over 95% of the Gentiles through history 
They saw Israel's spiritual blindness and concluded God was finished with Israel. A very, very great mistake. When I stand before the Lord in the in the future, I'm not really going to do this. But I'm going to say, why did you use spiritual blindness as part of your plan? That was strange to me. I won't really ask him that because it will be very clear then why he put this as part of his plan. Well, one reason that Israel has spiritual blindness because God had a dilemma. If he chose one nation and gave them much, much more favor, divine favor than all the other nations. God knew that nation would become arrogant. Didn't matter which nation he picked. He picked Abraham's children, which is Israel now. He could have picked England, Uganda, Taipei. <laughs> he could have picked Russia. Any nation he picked and gave them so much more favor than every other nation, they would become hardness. Arrogant and have hardness of heart. And that's what Israel did. They, they had all this favor. They became arrogant and they became rebellious against God. But don't be too negative about Israel because every any nation that God would have had their favor would, would have done the same thing. And when God gives greater favor than people sin and rebel, hardness comes upon them. So the Lord had a dilemma, not really, but he had a dilemma. Hmm, how am I going to do this? Whatever nation I pick, I give them more favor. Therefore, I have a higher requirement of obedience because of the favor. Because they're sinful people, they will be arrogant with their favor. Then I will have to harden their heart because that's one of the principles of the kingdom. That if you are rebellious under favor, your heart gets hardened. But my master plan is to make that nation love me and make that nation love all the other nations instead of being arrogant against those nations. Hmm, I'm going to think this through and come up with a plan where everybody ends up humble and obedient at the end. Everybody meaning all the nations. I don't mean the, every human being, but everybody who says yes to Jesus in the millennial kingdom. So God had a unique favor on Israel from Abraham to the t- coming of Jesus. So and Israel became very arrogant against Gentiles. Okay, God now has put favor on the Gentiles for 2,000 years. 
From the the coming of Jesus until his second coming. And the Gentiles are arrogant against Israel. Whichever group gets favor, they're arrogant against the other group. So God gave Israel 2,000 years, and now he's given the church 2,000 years. Both of them have failed greatly. Filled with compromise. Arrogance, cruelty towards the other groups. And, and, I, and I said, Lord, but your master plan is to bring us all into John 17, 23, verse unity, I mean, international family of affection and unity. Look at page 42. Let's go to the second part now. The second part is he's going to cause the fullness of the grace of God to come on the Gentile believers. It's a strange phrase called fullness of the Gentiles. But it's really important because it's the full power of God on the Gentile believers that's going to cause Israel to become Turn to Jesus as a nation. But the Gentiles have to understand it and they have to walk in humility and they have to serve God's purpose to honor Israel. So what does the fullness of the Gentiles include? It's the full number of Gentiles that are going to come to Jesus. Many people use the phrase about the, the coming revival. They use the phrase the billion soul harvest. It's probably going to be more than a billion, but that's a good enough number to just say it real simple. The greatest revival is yet coming among Gentile uh, people. It will be far more, I believe, than a billion. So the full, numbers, the full number of Gentiles are coming to Jesus in the end time revival. But there's more to the fullness of the Gentiles than just the full number. They will come to full love and full maturity. When I look across the nations today, some say there's about a billion believers on the earth right now. But another billion are going to be added to them. But when I look across the nations, the vast majority of the body of Christ, they are being, uh, uh, they have spiritual dullness and compromise like the Laodiceans. And they disregard Israel. They mostly live in spiritual dullness and spiritual shallowness. Lord says, don't worry. I'm going to bring the Gentiles to full maturity and full love. 
我要祷告以色列呃外邦人，他要充满了爱跟全能。I'm coming back for a mature bride. 而且我回来是要迎娶成熟的心腹。I look at like hundreds of millions of Gentiles. I go, Lord. I don't know. You got a big job ahead of you. 我说主啊，有数以百万的外邦信徒啊，你有很多的工作要做。Don't worry, I'm going to do it. 神说不用担心。And I'm going to use this full number of Gentiles in full maturity to bring Israel to salvation in the name of Jesus. 我我说我要使外邦人满足而且成熟，使以色列要归向耶稣。They're going to move in fullness of power too. 而且我们要在神的全能里面前行。I'm talking about the end time revival among Gentile believers across the earth. 我是指说全球外邦人要信主，而且进入大复兴。I believe that the miracles in the book of Exodus with Moses. 我相信在出埃及记的摩西的神迹。You know when he came through the Red Sea and the plagues and all of these great miracles. 就是那些好，比如说红海分开啊，十灾种种的神迹。And the miracles of the Book of Acts. 就是还有使徒行传的神迹。I believe in the end time revival. 我相信在末世的复兴。God's going to combine and multiply the miracles of Egypt and the miracles of Acts. In the Gentile church on a global level, 我相信全球的外邦教会要经历这些所有神神迹的加总，而且要加倍。This is a big subject. 这是很大的议题。But there's another part that of Israel's, I mean, of the Gentile fullness. 但是外邦人满足还有另外一个层面。It's the fullness of their understanding of God's family plan in Romans chapter eleven. 就是他们要完全明白罗马书十一章神的这个家庭计划。Right now, I think probably ninety percent of the billion、uh, Gentiles they don't understand the biblical narrative for Israel. So, now, about ninety percent of the Gentiles they don't understand the biblical narrative for Israel. Well, my church doesn't do Israel's. I've heard that thousands of times. I've heard 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 thousands of times. Paragraph D. We 来看 D 这一点 Now this is a really important part. Paragraph D is. D 非常的重要 Here's the principle. 这边有个原则 That what God does in fullness when Jesus returns. 当耶稣再回来的时候，神会成就这件事 Full glory, full power when He comes back in the sky. 当耶稣从天上回来，是有完全的荣耀，完全的全能。Whatever He does in fullness at that time. 当耶稣在那个时候，他会完满的实行事情。He's actually doing it in part in this age in an increasing way. The closer we get to His return. 当耶稣再回来之前，这些事情会慢慢我们一部分的在实现。So if Israel, if if the Gentiles are going to one day walk in fullness, 所以外邦人有一天若是你要进入完满 ，a little bit of that's happening right now in the Gentile believers, and it's increasing progressively the closer we get to the Lord's return. 那接近耶稣再回来之前，这一些我们都会逐渐的成长。And as the Gentiles progressively touch the fullness. They progressively provoke Israel to jealousy to know Jesus. That we just progressively provoke Israel to jealousy to know Jesus. Not happening real fast, but it's increasing right now. Maybe not very quickly, but it's increasing. And when Israel begins to come to salvation, they get closer to their fullness. That Israel, they. They're still a long way away from it. 
But when Israel has fullness, it's life from the dead to the earth. It's the glory of God coming across the earth to the Gentile nations. So the more Israel comes to salvation, and as they're just moving towards fullness a little bit, the result is the glory of God touches the Gentile nations. There's deep connectivity between what God does with Gentiles affecting Jews and what God does with Jews coming back on, on the Gentiles. Because his grand family plan is to make Gentiles grateful and humble and filled with love towards Jews and to make Jews humble and grateful and filled with love towards Gentiles. So he has this whole historic plan where he's, there's, there's a blindness, then fullness, then provocation, then salvation. He's working this plan very strategically. Part three. This is a mystery as well as the other ones. That God's going to provoke Israel, I mean, to jealousy through born again Gentiles, really? This was a very new idea. Even to the angels did not know this. Paul makes that clear in Ephesians 3. He said, I hid this plan in my heart and nobody knew that I was going to do it this way. And in Ephesians 3, we didn't mention this a few minutes ago. He said the principalities and powers, angels and demons are going to be watching going, oh, we didn't know any of this was going to happen. That God was going to use Gentiles in a strategic way for the nation of Israel to get saved, for Jesus to come back. What an unusual plan. thought of any of this? Let's read verse 11. He says, to provoke Israel to jealousy, salvation has come to Gentiles. Now what this means, I'm going to add a few more words to this so you understand it. He goes, to make Israel jealous to have what Gentiles have, God is going to temporarily Give the primary leadership of the gospel to Gentile leaders. When it says salvation comes to the Gentiles, he means the primary leadership of the spread of the gospel across the nations. He would use mostly Gentiles. When Paul said this 2,000 years ago, this must have made the Jewish people so angry when he said that statement. But when we look over 2,000 years of church history, 
All the great revivals of church history, God anointed Gentiles to lead them. So they've had the primary leadership in the spread of the gospel to the nations. But this is a temporary arrangement. Because when Jesus comes back, he's going to give that primary leadership back to Israel. So he's telling Gentiles, you need to steward this in a right way. Because this is not an eternal arrangement. It's a 2,000 year arrangement. Israel had the primary leadership for 2,000 years, Abraham to Jesus. Gentiles have the primary leadership of the spread of the gospel, Jesus to the second coming. But when the leadership of Israel says to Jesus, You are the Messiah, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. He's going to give the primary leadership of the kingdom back to Israel. Why is he doing this? Israel gets it, then the Gentiles get it, then Israel gets it back. And I don't want to spend too much time giving my ideas about that. But at the end of the day, he, he wants them all grateful and humble towards the other group. Here it is in verse 31. He's talking to the Gentiles. He goes, God is going to show you. Now, Paul's a Jew, right? He's a Jewish man. He's talking to the Gentiles in Rome. He said, God's going to show great mercy to you Gentiles beyond anything you can imagine. And the overflow of this mercy is going to so humble you and tenderize you. That you're going to be equipped to bring that mercy back to the Jews. Jews will be so touched that the Gentiles tenderly, humbly serve them and communicate the mercy of God back to them. That when the Jews are fully restored as a nation, they will still be grateful and humble towards the Gentiles. The idea is that God would have mercy on all of them. The whole plan was to reveal mercy in front of their eyes. That He's going to make them all humble and tender with a heart of servanthood towards each other. Because remember the the 2,000 years from Abraham to Jesus, the Jews were very arrogant towards the Gentiles. And from Jesus' death to his second coming, the Gentiles are really arrogant towards Jews. The anti-Semitism that's come across the earth, much of it has been rooted in bad theology of the church fathers. So the Jews, 2,000 years, arrogance. The Gentiles, 2,000 years, uh, a compromise in arrogance as well. 
Lord, it looks like we're at a stalemate. Like this thing isn't working. Oh, we just say, ah, 好像这些事情都行不通啊 He goes, oh yes, it's going to work. 神说没有问题 I've got this thing called fullness coming to the Gentiles. 就是外邦人要完满。就是我要有一个大怜悯临到这些外邦教会，要脱离老底家不冷不热的光景。They will become vessels of mercy to Israel. Israel will be deeply touched by them. 外邦人要成为向以色列彰显怜悯的器皿，而以色列深深被感动。Part four, paragraph F. Then, when Jesus returns, 当耶稣再回来的时候 ，all of Israel will be saved. 所有的以色列全家要得救。Now, just to give you a sense of what that might look like, 我就是给你们一点的概念。I have written in the verse here, Zechariah thirteen, verse nine. It might be hard for you to see that. 以赛亚书三十章第九节。I just have the reference there in paragraph F. 就是在 F 那边有有给你们。Zechariah thirteen verse nine says this. Zechariah, that in the final years of this age, in the in the time of the tribulation, the great tribulation, 在最后那个大灾难的时候 two thirds of Israel they're going to be killed. 三分之二犹太人会被杀 But one third is going to become born again. 但是三分之一会重生 I'm adding those phrases, but that's what that verse means. 就是那一节是这样说的 So some people think there's about 15 million Jews on the earth today. 也许今天在地上有五千万犹太人 Some say 18 million. 也许是十八万 I don't really know. 十五万或十八万 But if it's 15 million, 也许是一一千五百万 One third of them are going to become born again when the Lord returns. That's five million of them are going to be on fire worshippers of Jesus. 三分之一犹太信徒就是差不多五百万会火热的爱耶稣信主 Now this may confuse you if this is new to you. 如果说这个对你是新的，也许你觉得很困惑。But these five million, 但是这五百万 ，they are the unsaved survivors of the great tribulation. 就是他们是大灾难那个侥幸生还的人。That's a strange phrase. 这是很奇怪的字。These five million. They survived the great tribulation. Jesus comes back from heaven and sets up his throne in Jerusalem. That Jesus from heaven comes back from heaven and sets up his throne in Jerusalem. They have natural bodies. They have natural bodies. They have natural bodies. Hundred percent will become born again when Jesus returns to set up His throne in Jerusalem. That Jesus 回来在耶路撒冷治理的时候，这五百万是完完全全的重生。But one, of, I don't have time to develop this. 我没有时间多讲。One of the reasons these five million are going to survive. 为什么这五百万他们能够生存呢 ？Because the end time revived Gentile church. They will stand up for Israel, and they will protect Israel, and provide for Israel, and serve Israel. Because they will stand up, they will provide, provide, and serve Israel. A great hour of anti-Semitism is about to come to planet Earth. 就是在反犹主义当初，现在好像是在盛行。Anti-Semitism means that the the Gentiles will hate the Jews. 反犹主义就是说外邦人恨犹太人。The most intense time of anti-Semitism in history was with Nazi Germany. 就是最激烈的反犹主义是在纳粹党的时候。But there were plenty of other times in 2,000 years where the church 
had anti-Semitic hatred towards the Jews many times throughout 2,000 years. 但是这两千年的教会历史，很多时候教会里头有反犹主义，我们仇恨以色列人。The Jews are really aware of this. They're very, very aware of the history of 2,000 years of Gentile believers. 那犹太人深知外邦信徒这样子的反对他们。But the most prominent example is Nazi Germany. 但是最著名的例子就是德国纳粹主义。And many of the and the grew up even in 就是有一些路德会啊，那些基督教徒，他们在教会里面长大的人。Catholicism and Lutheranism were the two main religions like in Germany at that time. 当时，当时的路德会还有另外一个教派，他们是最两大的宗派。And、many of the schools were Catholic and Lutheran, and they had Bible teaching all through those schools. 就是天主教跟路德会这两个宗派，他们建立很多的教会呃学校。But millions of them followed Martin Luther's teaching against Israel. And these very people raised in in schools with the Bible turned against Israel to kill them. 那那些小孩子，他们是在圣经学校长大的，他们是跟随马丁路德的教义，他们反对犹太人，抵挡以色列人。That's just almost unbelievable. They could be raised with the Bible in their schools, and then they kill the Jews and they put them in gas chambers. 我没有办法想象，他们是在。Well, a greater time, a more intense time of anti-Semitism is coming in the future. 但是你知道，反犹主义要高涨到一个地步是最严厉的，是在未来。And as the Lord touched families like the Corey Ten Boom family, 就像是那个 Corey Ten Boom 的那个他们怎么样的来来保护。And there were other examples as well. 还有其他的例子。Where they hid Jews in their house. And the law was, if you hide a Jew and we catch you, you're going to go to the gas chamber with the Jews. 那他们的法律就说，若是我抓到你，你保护犹太人的话，你们要一起进进入那个呃气体的那个。And a number of genuine on fire believers in Jesus in that time, they hid the Jews in their houses. 但是当时真实相信的外邦信徒，他们把犹太人藏在他们的家。And a number of those Gentiles died in the gas chambers along with the Jews that they hid. 那事实上，那些外邦人，他们跟犹太人一起在瓦斯营里头被闷死了。It was a small number, but we do have that example in the Nazi Germany years. 在那个德国纳粹党的时候，虽然外邦人数死的不多，但是还是有。In time revival that's coming not so far away. 我们末世的复兴在不久就会来临了。Millions of Gentiles will stand up and stand up for the Jews. Who, these Jews don't love Jesus, but the Gentiles love them, and they're going. Why are you doing this? 数百万的外邦人会深深爱犹太人，那些犹太人还不爱耶稣，可是他们会被我们所感动。And these Gentiles will say, because Jesus is Jewish, and He loves you, and we love Him, and we love you, and these unbelieving Gentile Jews are going to go. What are you talking about? 外邦人就是说，耶稣是犹太人，他爱你，我爱你，呃，所以我们要一起来爱耶稣。而这些犹太人好像。And I believe that many of these five million Jews that survived the Great Tribulation, 我相信这五百万很多的犹太人，他们为什么幸存于大灾难 ？They will survive it because Gentiles risk their lives to stand in the gap to help them. 因为是外邦人冒着生命的危险站在这个破口上来帮助他这些犹太人。And these Jews, it will perplex them. Why, why are you doing this? And these five million will be provoked to know the God of Israel that the Gentiles are telling them about. That these Gentiles, they will be provoked to know the God of Israel that the Gentiles are telling them about. Part five. 
Then after Jesus returns and all five or six or seven million are saved, a little bit of time goes by. And these five, six, seven million, they become very mature and powerful believers. And they come to fullness. Full power. Full understanding. Full godly character. And then they are a, a blessing of God to bring the glory of God to all the nations of the earth. It's called Israel's fullness in verse 12. And what will the result be of Israel's fullness? It will be resurrection life from the dead for the whole planet. Israel, under the grace of God, loving Jesus in the millennium, will be the vessels where God's resurrection power touches the whole earth. And they will again have the primary leadership in the kingdom of God. Paragraph H. Now the very first time that God visited Abraham. He actually gave Abraham the seeds of this entire plan. Abraham didn't really know that. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 3. Literally, the seeds of Romans 11 of these five points are all right here in verse 3. There's so much in Genesis 12, verse 3 in terms of implications. It really is the Romans 11, what Paul teaches about Israel. The seeds of it are all in this one sentence. He said, Abraham, I'm going to cause Gentiles to bless you. When he says, I will bless those who bless you, there's the only other group are Gentiles. He didn't say Gentiles. Because at that time, Abraham was a Gentile. He was born and raised in what is now today modern day Iraq. If he was born in the same place today that he was then, he'd been an Iraqi. So God's not even talking Jews and Gentiles. That's not even anybody's, no one has those terms yet. I guess technically the first Jew would be Isaac, his son. But Abraham, we'll make Abraham sir Jewish too. We'll make them Jewish too. But technically, it's not till his offspring that's the first Jews. You don't need to make a big point over that. I just kind of had fun for a moment. <laughs> but anyway, let me break down the terminology here. Verse 3. Abraham. I'm going to cause Gentiles to bless your descendants, the Jews. And when the Gentiles bless the Jews, 
Then all the families of the earth, which are Gentiles, 地上的万族万家, blessings going to come from Israel back on the families of the earth, which are the Gentile nations. So Abraham, I'm giving you a covenant. You, your descendants are going to have great favor. You don't know this, but they're going to get arrogant. And they're going to have hardness of heart towards me. But I'm going to take all these Gentiles and I'm going to cause them to bless Israel. And then the blessing is going to come back on the Gentiles for blessing Israel. Because the more Israel gets blessed, more life from the dead, resurrection power touches the Gentile nations. When it says all the families of the earth, put the word Gentiles there. We are going to be greatly blessed when Israel increases in blessing that God uses us to bring to them. That's kind of a strange way to say it. God is going to bless Israel through Gentiles, and then the blessing on Israel is going to come back on the Gentiles. And the verse we read earlier in Romans 11, 31 and 32, and mercy will cover everybody. That's the point. Psalm 122. May they prosper who love Jerusalem. The they is speaking of Gentiles. And the only Gentiles that that love Jerusalem are ones that love Jesus. Well, there could be a few others, but the vast majority who love Jerusalem that are Gentiles, they love Jesus, and that's why they love Jerusalem. For 2,000 years, God is telling the Gentiles, if you would see my purpose for Jerusalem, blessing will come back on you and your nation and your family. This, this is one of my very favorite verses here in Isaiah 66. Verse 10. It says, rejoice with Jerusalem. All you who love her. Now the you, that's the Gentiles again. And the vast majority of Gentiles that love Jerusalem, do they love Jerusalem because they love Jesus. Here's what's going to happen to you Gentiles. You're going to feed and be satisfied with the comfort that I bring to Israel. You love Israel, so you bless Israel. And you're a vessel that's bringing consolation or comfort to Israel. When Israel gets comforted by the grace of God coming from Gentiles to them, the Gentiles are going to feed and be satisfied in the overflow of the comfort that they were used to bring to Jerusalem. 
那外邦人他们因为满足饱足了，因着神的恩典，也会涌流出来，再回到耶路撒冷。And he says, "You gent, I'm going to say the word Gentiles, so that you Gentiles will delight in the abundance of glory that's on Jerusalem." 那你外邦人，你会因着耶路以色列得着丰盛的荣耀，你满心喜乐。How did the abundance of glory get on Jerusalem? Now, we know it's the Lord, of course. 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 I just say the same thing over and over. Because remember, my main spiritual gift is repetition. I just say it a couple different ways, but I just say it, so I'm not going to say it, but I, I give it so you can look at it later. Forty, I'm, I'm coming to a conclusion here. Go ahead and have the worship team come on up. And I'll just give the last couple of uh, uh, minutes here. Worship team, come on up and get prepared. That forty years ago, when I first met this prophetic man named Bob Jones, and many of you know a little bit of his story. He told me the strangest thing. He goes, "You're going to be an intercessor for Israel." He said, "You're going to be an intercessor for Israel." I looked at him and I thought, "No, I'm not." I said, "Oh, I won't." I didn't say that because I was in my twenties and he was a really old man in his fifties, so I didn't say that. I didn't say that, but I was thinking that because I was only twenty-two and he was fifty. I'm sixty-eight, so I could call fifty-year-olds old. Okay, so. I'm now sixty-eight. I was then fifty. But he said, "You're going to be an intercessor for Israel." He said, "You're going to be an intercessor for Israel." I said that's not going to happen. I'd been a pastor seven years already. That time, I was taught that the church was Israel. I said this won't happen. I was taught that the church was Israel. There is no purpose for Israel. Everyone said that around my world. That's what everyone said. He said, "No, you're going to be an intercessor for Israel." He said, "And when you're an older man, forty years ago." He said, "You will see the day when a hundred million Gentiles will become intercessors for Israel." He said, "You will see the day when a hundred million Gentiles will become intercessors for Israel." I thought that was totally ridiculous. I thought that was totally ridiculous. I mean, there was no technology for a hundred million to do anything. That time, 上亿的人怎么一起做事呢 ？But I have good news, and I'm coming to an end right here. 好，我现在跟大家讲好消息就结束。That in May this year, 今年五月 ，and many of you were involved. 很多人你们也牵涉。Five million Gentiles prayed an hour day for Israel. First time in history this has ever happened. 这个历史上第一次五百万人每一天为以色列祷告一个小时。And now there's many more millions of Gentiles saying, "What's the Bible say about Israel?" Now, 有更多百万的人，就是说，圣经上哪里有讲到关于以色列的事 ？Two thousand years, nothing like this has ever happened. 那两千年之之内没有发生这件事情。And I believe in the next five or ten years, we're going to see fifty and a hundred million Gentiles shifting their opinion to see the biblical narrative for Israel. 那未来五到呃十年，可能有一千五百万的外邦人都对有以色列有不同的观点。But one of the reasons this is so significant to all of us. 但是为什么这对我们每一个人事关重要呢？ Because when the Gentiles bless Israel, 
Israel's going to grow in grace, salvation. That anointing and grace is coming back on the Gentile nations. The billion soul harvest with great signs and wonders on Gentiles is related to them touching Israel. And though most Gentiles today aren't thinking about it, in the next five or ten years, this is going to change dramatically. And since this community has a forerunner messenger calling upon them, and I think thousands of ministries do, but millions of ministries don't. Those thousands of ministries that do, they want, they need to go deep on these subjects, like this year, next year, and the next year. And though it seems a little technical if, if it's brand new to you, and even a little bit weird if you've never heard this before. I mean, we've had, uh, in our 24 years of IHOP, we've been going uh, 24-hour prayer for 24 years. We've had about 25,000 people that have joined us in a full-time capacity. Most of them only stayed two or three or four years, but 25,000 have. Staff, students, uh, interns. Here's my point. The 95% of these 25,000 people, when they came to join us, they said, my church didn't do Israel. That's the sentence I heard more than any other sentence in 24 years of IHOP. My church didn't do Israel. I go, that's about to change worldwide. And when the church does Israel, the glory of God's going to come back on the church in an increased fashion. So this message is a little technical, maybe if it's brand new to you. But I promise you, this is really personal for your family and life in your city. It really is. So take time to devour this message. I don't mean devour my ideas of the message, but I'm talking about the biblical message. I'm sure some of the stuff I said isn't right. <laughs> I'm still learning how to say this and understand it. Well, amen. Let's stand before the Lord. I know I gave you a long message, but I just really want to put it all in one, one session here. So, Lord, I ask you for living understanding to touch this community. And so many that are joining us online all over Asia, Lord, I ask for spirit of wisdom and revelation. I ask that you would grab the hearts of Gentile believers that they would love Jerusalem. And they would prepare the people around them to stand for God's purpose for Israel. They would see the glory of God increase in their life and ministry and on their nation.
们欢迎君王降临，渴望看见你的彰显，呼求你来反转，震动这土地，复兴我们圣洁的热情，我们欢迎。君王降临，同心高举你圣洁的名，呼求天窗打开，春雨不停息，我们呼喊，欢迎君王降临，我们欢迎君王降临。求你来反转，震动这土地，复兴我们圣洁的热情。我们我们欢迎君王降临，同心高举你圣洁的名，呼求天窗。Come and move on us in power. 圣灵，你来运行在这个全全场。
want to pray for people that you're saying in your heart tonight. I want to be a messenger of the biblical plan for Israel. You might be saying, I'm fairly new to this. But I want to make a commitment before the Lord. I want to do this. This isn't your only ministry and your only message, but you want to begin to get a hold of this. You want to make it known to other people. You want to be one of those messengers, whether social media or just one-on-one discipleship. Where you want to understand this Romans 11 plan better and make it known to other people. Now, some of you, you're real established in it already. I'm not talking to you. Because you're going to be my prayer team. You're going to help me pray for the others. I'm, I'm talking to the folks, this is pretty new to you or brand new to you. And you go, no, I've kind of believed this, but I've never given my heart to it in a big way yet. But tonight you're saying, Lord, if you'll help me, I'll give my heart to this in a more focused way. I don't know how to do it, but if you'll help me, I'll say yes to go deeper in this. If that's you, I just want to invite you just to come and line up and we're going to continue to worship and, and just make a straight line yeah. don't come too close okay, yeah. so can, not, not too close no, no. Okay, yeah. so we can move around yeah, yeah. now I want others have you've already said yes to this some time ago Yeshu,有些人你多年前已经对这个神对以色列的计划说 看见你的容颜，大大张口，大大崇拜，恩膏如雨浇灌之地，眼泪看见，耳为听见，渴望更多，看见你。We pray, fill us, we pray, fill us right now. Holy Spirit, rain down on us. No eye has seen, no ear has heard. And we long to see, see the glorious King. Oh, fill us, we Right now, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, rain down on us. Rain down on us. No eye has seen, no ear has heard. We long to 